Welcome to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman and Friends, the original podcast for Next Gen and Kidman leaders. Let's see who joins Jim on this episode. Hey, everybody, welcome to the club. This is Jim Weidman. And uh, have you ever done a podcast and you were just having a great time and you forgot to hit record? Well, that's what happened with me and Sam Luce just a minute ago. And uh, Sam Luce is in the house. He is uh, my special guest on uh, the Club Leadership Podcast this month. And Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing really good, Brother Jim. Thanks for having me. Man, thanks for being had. I tell you, uh, Sam has been a friend for a long time. Uh, He was actually in the second Infuse group that I ever had. And uh, Sam has been more than just an infuser or somebody that I met at a conference. Sam is a dear, dear friend, and I love his family, and I love his love for the Lord. And uh, Sam, tell everybody about your family. Oh, I have uh, a beautiful wife. We've been married 18 years, and uh, she's the sweetest thing ever. She's my favorite Yankee, and uh, she's actually a Canadian. Now, you know, you know, I don't <laughs> know if a Canadian can technically be a Yankee. Wow. From a United, I mean, what if they know, lived in New York as long as she has? Well, does that, does I don't count? know. I don't know. No? But, but she, she is. I, I will agree. She is one sweet person. She is, and uh, she is a Canuck. She is. A, yeah, she's Canadian, yeah, born and raised Canadian, in Canada, just outside Toronto, raised. and she's a good. All the Canadians are very and nice. You have, They're very nice people. Uh, 20 kids. No, no. Four, we have four kids. It feels like 20 sometimes, but yes, we have four. And uh, we, our oldest is about to turn 12. And oh, then uh, our next boy, he is um, he's nine. And then our oldest daughter is seven. And then our youngest daughter is three. That is amazing. Yeah, it's fun. And you live in Utica, New York. Utica, New York. Yeah, it's and, up near Syracuse. If okay. you're not, if you're not yeah. familiar with Utica. <laughs> go Orange Man. Yeah, go Orange. Yeah, there yeah, you come go. On. And... Uh, Really roll tide. We're not. <laughs> we don't want to start anything. I've even got Sam. I've even got Sam it's true. an Alabama fan. It so is. Go Alabama. It's great. Roll tide. Roll tide, baby. But uh, Sam's been at his church for 19 years. 19 years. You've actually July. been at your church longer than you were married. I have. I moved there, uh, and when I was engaged, I moved there, and we've been. I've been there. Uh, this last July was 19 years. That is amazing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you are over all the families, and yeah, I'm the pastor of families, and so I um, I'm the direct kids pastor at our largest campus, and then I oversee. Uh, I'm the we call them global kids pastor and global youth pastor, so I oversee all the kids and youth ministries at all our campuses. That is awesome. Yeah, and it's it's kind of fun. And you were down here. Uh, just, uh, you know, we're having an infused coaches retreat, and so I'm trying to get some podcasts uh, all done while I've got all my some of my favorite leaders here, but earlier in the week you were speaking at a family ministry conference. Yeah, yeah, it was at Lifeways' family ministry conference called Etch, and it was great. There's a lot of met a lot of great new people, and that it was is super. It was a fantastic. They did a great job. Oh, it was good. good. And, it was fun. and you talked twice. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, too. I did that's two great. Talks, yeah. Well, we're going to be talking this month about the importance of reading books and growing as a leader. And you say, Jim, I know I'm supposed to be reading books. Uh, You know, why have a podcast about that? Because, you know, I believe, Sam, and I'm sure you do too, that, you know, although we know to do certain things, Mm -hmm. that doesn't guarantee we do it. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, And I think that if you're not intentional 
uh, what we do is we we lapse into maintenance mode if yeah. we're not intentional with our growth with our with anything what happens is we tend to lapse into what's easiest and what what our, our habits are we getting into ruts very easily yeah and yeah. all a rut is is just a grave with the ends cut out that's what it is yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it is so it's uh, one of those things you got to watch out for yeah but uh, you know we all know we're supposed to be reading books uh, and I've seen some people that say, you know, I'm going to read a book every week and I'm going to yeah. read 52 books this year. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how they do it because I, you know, there's one thing about reading books and there's another thing about retaining the information right. and getting something out of that, that I put into my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just don't know how you do that when you just bam, bam, you know, just, uh, yeah. come up with all this stuff but uh, how do you select a book that you want to read well I think part of it started with my whole desire to read books is because when I started in kids ministry there wasn't the internet there wasn't all those resources that we have today and so I would go at that point in my life I would go and find books about things I didn't know about if I needed to learn about, uh, and at that point I wasn't a parent, so I, let, I read a ton of parenting books because I wanted to understand how parents thought, even though right. I didn't have kids, if I was right. ministering to them. So I read a ton of parenting books at that season in my life. And then, and then as our church grew, I found myself reading more leadership books because right. I needed to grow my ability to lead. Right, and then um, what I found was I was a good leader, and I and at that time I was a parent. What I found out was this: is that you don't last in ministry if you don't love Jesus. Right. So what I've found myself doing in the last, like I would say, the last like six years of of my of my ministry life is I, I read tons of book about books about the person of Christ, who Jesus is, about loving yeah. Jesus more, and about growing in my faith. And because I realized that for me, it doesn't matter how good a leader I am. If I'm not and if I'm not following Christ, right. then I'm going to burn up and burn out. Yeah, and that and you know we've talked a lot in recent days about some of the ministers that have burned out or or just kind of uh, quit, and mm-hmm. it's all about soul care. It is, and I have found I know for me longevity in ministry. You know, being in ministry 42 years. I would have been the casualties, mm-hmm. one of those casualty stories. Sure. Uh, if somewhere I didn't realize that my soul care and my walk with the Lord uh, was more important than my ministry. Absolutely. And again, you cannot write checks or you can't give away something you don't possess. Absolutely. And so making those spiritual deposits so that we can uh, minister because you know the 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 truth of the matter mm-hmm. is ministry doesn't uh, you know it doesn't build you up it wears you down it does uh, I worked for a pastor for a number of years who said ministry looked a whole lot like work yeah uh, and it really yeah. does it does and uh, the thing of the matter is is you know it's important that we feed our spirit man. Right. Just like we feed our natural man. Right. And I think in leadership, Brother Jim, there's, there's a life cycle. I think, I think in any season of your ministry, there is a learning phase where you're, where you're acquiring knowledge. You're growing and you're learning from others. And I think this is like a constant thing. It, you may advance in other things, but you're always learning about something initially. Then right. you put it into practice. That's when you're in the leading phase. 
And then that once you've uh, you've put it into practice for quite some time, then what you do is you start being to teach and, and teach others. And and I think that's sort of what you know. It, it, you're, in in my life, I've found that I've I've learned things, I've led things, and then I've taught things. And what it, it's a, it's a cycle that continues in different seasons. Once you master something and you're you're able to help people in that way, you realize there's other things I need to learn. And for me, in um, with books, books help, are, are an amazing. Uh, part of helping me to deepen my faith and to grow my ability to to love the people that I lead more That's and cool. how do I how do I do that more effectively and um, there's a great book uh, I read recently I wish I would have read it sooner it yeah. is called how to read a book oh man uh, which is helpful no. <laughs> <laughs> which is why helpful. didn't I think of that that would have been a great selling <laughs> yeah. book I believe it's by J. Mortimer Adler I believe is who wrote it and it's it's an older book it's been around for a long time and and uh, there's parts of it that are that are honestly a little bit difficult to read, but overall, it tells you how to read in ways that you do retain. And he That's says, wild. he says that it's important to read not just in quantity, like you're saying, yeah. uh, but it's important to read widely and it's important to read deeply. That's good. Uh, and what, what what I think is important for us, but I do think like um, I do think it's important not to have a goal. Right. Because if you don't have a goal of how many books right. I want to read, what happens is you end up reading none or very few. Right. Because what what I find is that sometimes you get kind of stuck through a book. I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta push through it. I gotta, sure. I gotta get through this book, or I gotta just put that away because I'm not gonna be able to finish it because it's just not helpful. Right. And that's okay. I think you have to when you're reading a book, you can't you can't be trapped in the fact like I gotta finish. You have to get to the point you're gonna say, okay, I've got enough from this book, or this book is not helpful at all because there are bad books put it away. But the thing I found that helps me not read bad books that often is I read people I trust and then I read the people they trust. Yeah. And, and so I don't have like a system, like I read this, this kind of book, this kind of book, this kind of book, or that kind of book, that kind of book. I read people who, who speak to a genre I'm trying to learn from. Then I read who they reference. Cause if you're a, if you're an honest author, yeah, you give credit to the people who've inspired right. your thoughts. So then you read those those people that have inspired their thoughts, and it sends you, um, you know, it sends you deeper. And what I what I've found by doing that is that um, that what people do, the thoughts that people have in business, in 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 who God is, they are they are in some ways, and I don't think this is a. Um, I think it's a good thing. Is what they're doing is they're repackaging the thoughts of the people right. that have formed their their thoughts. And so, like when you read like someone like I really look up to Tim Keller a lot. I read a lot of his, but you'll see a, a lot of references to C.S. Lewis. Right. Right. So then you look at C.S. Lewis and you read the people that he's read, and what you realize is that there's there's no thought that's truly unique. There's just uh, what happens is that as we read widely and as we read deeply, we're able to articulate th- those people's thoughts to our generation in a way that is unique. That is great. If that makes sense. What are sense. some other things that that book says as far as how to read a book? Well, it just says it's, it, 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 definitely, it definitely talks about the importance of reading above your level. Right. And, and I think this is something that I never did until recently is, is I, I always, if a book was too hard for me to read, yeah. I wouldn't read it. Stay away from the big boys. Yeah, but when you read a book that challenges you, that's hard. That, and when you push through it and it's got language that's difficult. Um, like I've been reading a lot of books that have been really challenging my ability to comprehend and to think. and to What it, it does is it helps me read books. Uh, even the books that I read now uh, that are much simpler and are much more, more modern, I can read them 
so much quicker yeah. because I've acclimated my ability to understand like vocabulary and just different things. And, and so I think, I think reading harder books, reading above your right. understanding level from time to time is helpful. Yeah. My friend Reggie Joyner just wrote a new book and, uh, it's, it's called a new kind of leader. Yeah. And on one side of the page is writing and the other side are pictures. Yeah. And so he said the left side of the book with pictures is the dad's, uh, can read that part and then moms will want to read the word. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but really, that really, you just need to read both. But yeah, uh, you know, it's amazing to me how uh, sometimes even the book itself, mm-hmm. just the size of it, intimidates you. Sure. Or, or, you know, you've heard good things about that book, you've mm-hmm. heard different people. And I guess on every children's ministry blog or children's ministry, um, kind of uh, uh, sharing page or anything. Everybody has their list of books yeah, yeah. that you ought to read, and hopefully some Jim Wyden books are on that list. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, really and truly, uh, I think that that um, uh, sometimes, um, you, like you said, you can just read stuff that's not going, really going along what, what with what you're doing yeah and and we forget about our walk with the lord totally and uh, again you you know you can't give out what you don't possess right and uh so i think that that is uh very important Uh, i know for me uh, one of the habits that i've gotten into is there are just several books that are on my reread list yeah Absolutely. And, uh, I know for me, I have uh, one book in particular that has probably challenged me more than any other book. And it's not an easy book to read. And that is uh, Drucker's book, The Effective Executive. It's excellent. And uh, I read it every six months. I read wow. that book again. I read wow. it twice a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, you say, why do you reread books? Well, the main reason is I'm one of those guys that mark Mm-hmm. In his books, if if I'm uh, reading a book on the iPad, you know I'm I'm highlighting that bad boy, and mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things that I like to do, especially in that one, is reread it and say, all right, I underlined this. I think it's important. Have I applied this, or am right. I leading this yeah. in my everyday life? And if not. Why not? Yeah. And I'll just stop right there and start coming up with a plan on how to take something that I thought was important and make myself put yeah. it into my life. No, that's so good. I think there. I think that there should be. Everybody should have a reread list. Yeah. I have books I reread every year. Yeah. What are some and of yours? For me, I think one of them is I read is uh, Tale of Three Kings by Eugene. Uh, what's the name by? Uh, I forget what his name is. Tale, it's it's called the Tale of Three Kings. It's super small and very simple, and uh, it's it talks about uh, the role of authority in your life, how to submit to authority in a oh, proper so way, good. and it, and it's such an important reminder as someone who uh, all of us are under authority, and yes. we have to be reminded that I want to lead like David, so I don't produce a Saul in my life, and and to learn how to react to the Sauls in my life. That's so I read that one um, pretty regularly. I read. Um, uh, Three Signs of a Miserable Job by Patrick Lencioni. And yeah. it sounds like it sounds awful, but really it's really good because it, it helps you to remember the things that the people that you lead that you lead need most. Yeah. Um, I read that one fairly often. I read um, another one I read uh, pretty regularly is um, uh, Leadership and Self Deception. 
and it just talks about how we tend to deceive ourselves and how we have we have to make everybody else's um, we have to make that we have they have, basically I'm not trying to describe this what it's saying is that I have to for me to be right everybody else has to be wrong right and so I I I, I make everybody else the story of my life out in such a way that I'm never wrong and everybody else is. And so it's such a great reminder in life and in ministry that it's humility that is what's needed for us, you know? And so I read those and, and I I read, um, I'm a Seth Godin. uh, Yeah, he's awesome. And and I love his books, but one that I reread just once a year Mm -hmm. is uh, purple cow. Yeah. And I don't ever want the things that I do to not stand out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we get so used to different things Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's just one, that's one of those that, uh, I really, uh, like, I hadn't read this book yet, but I heard about the other day who moved my church. Oh, really? (laughs) I never heard that one. Who moved my cheese. Who moved my cheese, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, everybody, and I thought, man, that's good. Somebody needed to move their church a long time ago. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's just amazing that I know at, uh, kidmencoach.com, uh, uh, it's, uh, my, uh, really, uh, uh, where you can go on and learn from me and the people that l- learn from me uh, that I've coached uh, or given back there. But uh, you can go on there and under the leadership group, I know there's just tons of book mm-hmm. recommendations and yeah. things of all different kinds of books. And uh, yeah. I think that's important. But um, again, uh, do you like, are you an appointment guy? Is there a certain time that you read or do you just kind of keep a book um, with you? Well, I, I usually have a book. I read a, a physical book. Um, I read a, uh, uh, ebook right. and I have an audiobook going all at the same time, at least one of those. Okay. And so that way, wherever I'm at, I can always read a book. So I usually, I don't listen to the radio and I don't watch TV hardly ever. And so, um, what it does, so what I do is, um, I, whenever I'm in the car, I listen to an audio book. Okay. And I usually do you audio, do a lot of those audio books. Yeah, I do a decent amount because uh, at ChristianAudio.com they have a free uh, book every month that they give oh, away. Man. It's completely free. And then the the author that authored that book, um, his other books are only four ninety nine okay. for that that month. Um, and then I do I do. And so audio. is that kind of the going rate of an audio book? No, they're, they're they're more expensive than that. So what I do is I do Audible, and I get one free book a month for fourteen dollars. Okay. And so it, I, it it's worth it to me because I um I can intentionally read a book on my commute, and I don't have to listen to the radio, and I can I can really it helps me unwind. I'm are way, most audio I'm books home. most audio books are they the author reading it? Ah, uh, not always. Most most audio books are actually not the author because they usually have like a voice person who who's got like a a more um, you can tell where I'm voice. going with this. I, I think we're going to see some Jim Weidman audio books in the future. Yeah, no, but uh, when they do read, when, when when there is something about when uh, when the author does read it, I think yeah. that they bring out something that uh, that someone else reading it can't, yeah. uh, unless they're really not good at it, you know. But um, for me, I, I find reading a lot, I read a lot of biographies that way. Right. Um, I try to read things that don't require me to be thinking too much. I don't read yeah. a lot of theology books that way because it's too difficult. Right. But I read I read a lot of biographies and I read a lot of. Um, I read a lot of like fiction that yeah. way. Um, I love biographies. You know, they're so uh, good. Sam Walton's Made in America was mm-hmm. a book that shaped me on customer service mm-hmm. and, and helping. And uh, man, it's a great book. 
Leah Coca. Listen, mm-hmm. if you can fix Chrysler, and yeah. you know if you can create the Mustang, you know, praise God Come for on. the man who <laughs> created the Mustang. Uh, we wouldn't even have Mustang yeah. Sally if we didn't have Leah Coca. You know, what's nice too about audiobooks is that you can read. It's it's more manageable, I think, to do longer books. Yeah. Like I read Bonhoeffer yeah. by Mac- Eric Metaxas by audiobook, and it was powerful. It was riveting, yeah. honestly. Yeah, that's very true. good. Yeah, and you know. People say, well, why do I want to read about Colin Powell? Listen, if you can fix the military, there's bound to be something that will make your nursery run smoother. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, <laughs> so it's just crazy. Dave Thomas books, man, yeah. I love. I love. You know, yeah. how could Wendy show up after Burger King and McDonald's was there and even share some of the right. the, the market? And he goes into his thinking, uh, Truett Cathy. Yeah, of uh, Chick Fil A, the Christian Chicken. Uh, yeah. It's just amazing to uh, read some of those books and see how those companies and that and right. and I I like them because it makes me know how they think. Yeah, and their thought process even more than what they did. Yeah, now, you know, as far as biographies go, too, is along with that, like with the thought process and what they did. Um, Next year is the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, and so we're going to be going through the different reformers in our church. We're going to be doing uh, in our kids ministry. We're going to be um, we're going to be featuring a, one reformer every month, yeah. and so in that, I've been kind of reading books about different reformers. And another thing that blows me away, like uh, and and this is just it is so convicting, is you realize that that people were gave their lives so yeah. that the Bible could be read. Yeah. Like and and here's and so for me when I when I get up in the morning it, it changes the way I read the Bible I don't I don't just read it because I know I, I devotionally because I know it's a discipline although right. it is I read it be, uh, it makes me understand that someone was literally burned at the stake over yeah. the course of ten hours because because they refused to uh, to to the, the the Catholic Church's order to stop printing books in yeah. a, in a language that people could understand. It's and so when you read things like that, it, it, it inspires you, but it also gives you an appreciation for the Word of God. And I don't think you could get any other way other than realizing that if they're willing to do that, like how precious uh, is the, if the Word was that precious to them, I need to understand, God, help me have that revelation that they had. You now, are you an underliner or are you a highlighter? Uh, I'm a, I'm an underliner, whatever I have closest, but usually <laughs> an underliner, it's usually a pen. Yeah. Uh, and I use, I, I, I tend to like Kindle better than... Better than paper paper books because all of the highlights are are searchable, yeah. and they're more easily accessible. So if I want to blog about it or if I want to use it in a paper, all I got to do is um, for for college is I as I copy and paste it, and all of the um, all the credits to who the author is is already embedded in it. So it's That's a lot cool. it's a lot quicker for me. Uh, so I prefer that. But what are some other uh, I guess tips that to help you read more efficiently? I think to read more efficiently is, um, for me, is I can't have just one book. Yeah. Um, some people like that, but for me, I have to have multiple ones going at a time because just the way my brain works, right. um, I find that they sort of help each other. Um, and so I, I, I listen to audiobooks, like I was saying, and I have an ebook and I have a, I have a paper book. So what I do is I always have a book available because some right. places I don't want to... I don't want to pull out my phone and let my kids think I'm playing video games all the right. time. I want them to see me reading a book. 
So that's what the paper book's for. The ebook yeah. is so I can keep up in multiple locations with whatever device I have. If I'm waiting in a waiting room, I generally don't play Angry Birds. I usually am reading a book. Yeah. Uh, and you I, actually read off your phone. I read I, off my phone. I, I'm an iPad mini guy. Yeah, I have both. I have an iPad mini as well, but Man, I, I do like whatever, whatever I have. It's size for me to, because uh, I'm, I'm a smaller iPhone guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I find myself reading on iPad mini, and anytime I'm flying, uh, I use the e-books because I can have, you know, 15 books right. on, on my uh, right. device where at home, I'm like you. I want I wanted my girls to see dad reading books. Yeah. So I used paper books and mm-hmm. uh, use those, uh, you know, at home. Uh, I'm also one of those guys that I love hardback books mm-hmm. to kind of leave out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a decorate with books kind of guy because I just want my kids to um, pick up a book and totally and and get used to seeing them so they'll put that now that I'm modeling those things for my grandsons yeah and I want them to see those books and and uh, I think it's like everything else the things that you show appreciation Mm -hmm. and admiration for yeah uh, that's going to be caught by your kids yeah, it is, and, and and I think you can read uh, statistics bear out the fact that when the, the kids who grow up in a house that has books on their shelves, whether they read them or not, um, they ha- they do better in school, right? And there's a better chance that they're going to go to college and succeed in college just by the fact that books are around, and they pick them up and they read them randomly or whatever. Even yeah. if they don't read them, they're just saying that if they grow up in a house where 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 books are are valued, they're going to succeed better in life, and so. We want our kids to succeed in life, sure. but ultimately we want them to, to, to grow in their faith and love in Christ. And that comes from, yeah. I think, us being, saying, this is a priority to me. It's not just something I do on the weekend. It's not just something I, I do for fun. This is something I do because it's, it's, it's the most important thing in my life. You know, Sam, when I came up with Tweetable Leadership, one of the main reasons I wanted to do that is uh, I wanted a, a hard cover, square coffee table book mm-hmm. that children's people could put in their office area or somewhere when people came in their office. Yeah. And uh, they could just read a book that no matter where they opened it and started reading, it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. And give life to them. And, uh, you know, over 500 different tweets. And, and uh, again, uh, you know, I just wanted something that, uh, you know, could help people right then. And I think that, that um, you know, uh, cu- you know, I don't know why we don't uh, give reading lists to parents. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we don't give reading lists to workers. Yeah. I don't know why we don't give... Uh, reading list to our volunteers and yeah. and be able to do that. It's the best gift mm-hmm. for any holiday or birthday or uh, you know worker appreciation day or anything yeah. that you're doing. Uh, yeah. And 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 I think just like 
your kids seeing you va- value books, mm-hmm. when the people you lead also yeah. see you va- va- uh, valuing books, I think it's yeah. going to make them read more. It does, and it's and it's something about reading something together. That's amazing too. Yeah. In our church, we yeah. we have four books that we every year that we read together as a staff, uh, as, the whole staff. no, as the whole church, okay. the whole church. Whole church. And so our pastor picks out four books that kind of go along with the flow of the, the his messages for that year. And uh, we read them all together. Right now, we're reading uh, a book called a Hole in it, uh, "The Hole in Our Holiness" by Kevin DeYoung, and we're in a series talking about the holiness of God and how it relates to us. Well, that's great. So. You know, one of my favorite books is uh, to read as a kid men team or a next gen team is uh, the Eric Trap that yeah. we got to write together. No, it's such and, a great book. Uh, you know, the whole idea of five things every leader has to get right. And then, uh, you know, it's okay to just pause and say, okay, what are some things you would add to this? Or yeah. what are some ways to measure with the proper ruler or do those things? Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes people don't make books their own. Mm-hmm. And I know in leading a staff and leading a team, yeah. uh, you know, I take books that uh, I didn't even write and try to make them my own mm-hmm. as we process and lead our team to yeah. different actions and different thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think what's so great about that book is uh, the five things that we came up with, I think, are so universal. I yeah. mean, anytime I talk to a, a kids pastor or a family ministry person, uh, when they're struggling uh, in their their teams, usually it's one of those five yeah, things. Yeah, one of those and five things. It's incredibly helpful. It has been for me in in writing and reading it. It's been yeah, helpful. that's that's fun. Now, what are you reading right now? What are what are three books you're reading right now? I I told everybody one of mine. I've I've uh, you know one of the things I do before I go on uh, Orange tour. Uh, every year I reread Think Orange. Yeah. And uh, then I'm reading uh, Reggie's new book, A New Kind of Leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, mine and your good friend, Matt McKee, oh, yeah. uh, has just written a wonderful book. Yes. That uh, I, I read. And um, it's so funny. Uh, I actually have ordered a hundred of those books. Oh, did you really? Yeah, awesome. and, and I bought some to sell, but I've given out about fifty. Yeah. To parents that I know, especially oh, that that's are great. Uh, started having that dialogue of their child saying, "I want a phone." Hmm. Uh, you can't have a phone. Uh, wow. And so helping that uh, technology talk, and so again, uh, is that Matt's new book is just uh, it's parent chat. Yeah. And uh, it's just a great, great book. So. Yeah. No, it's good. I, I um, I'm in school, so they, they, I get some books picked for me. So yeah. Uh, so I don't. I'm not reading as many as I typically am. But uh, right now, I'm reading. Um, Tim Keller released a new good, a new book called uh, Making Sense of God. So it's it's a great book that talks about. It's more of an apologetic book that kind of it's meant to help uh, kids that are in uh, you know their later years of high school, like their senior right. year of high school before they head into college. Um, it, it's kind of uh, the thing of like, how does God make sense in our world and, and how do we know he's real and the importance of scripture. Um, the next, the next book I've, I, I've, I read recently, I'm not reading it now, but it's such a great book and I think everyone should read it. It's, it's called true spirituality by yeah. Francis Schaeffer. And yeah. he's, he's amazing. Like his yeah. ability to, um, to connect 
and, and in this this book, this this whole idea of act, he calls it active passivity. He says in our relationship with Jesus Christ, he said we need to be actively passive. Yeah. Where what we're doing is we're doing all that we can, but yet we're trusting as much as we can. Yeah, and, and he's got great pants. He does. I mean, he wears, just he wears get nitters. you a. Now that's not one to get on ebook. No. You get you a real <laughs> Francis Schaefer book, and he and has you like a, check out this dude's pants. And he has like a he has like a goatee, and he has like a beret, a French beret. So he's just rocking it. I mean, check it out, kids. Yeah. You'll yeah. be glad you did. And the yeah. last book I'm reading is called uh, The Pastor's Justification by Jared Wilson. Okay, so. there you go. And uh, so check it out. Uh, get in the habit of reading and uh, read for a reason and uh, work on your relationship with the Lord as well as your leadership. And uh, I think that'll help you. Well, thanks so much, Sam, for being on the club this month. And uh, man, it's always a joy to have you on the podcast and uh, we'll have you back real soon. But uh, thanks everybody for listening. If I can help you in any way, get on jimweidman.com, kidmencoach.com, Facebook, Jim Weidman Ministries, uh, on the Twitters at Jim Weidman, uh, Instagram at Jim Weidman, and my phone number is, uh, no, no, I'm not going to give out my phone number, but anyway, uh, all those things are on the website. So, If I can help you in any way, I'd love to. If you ever thought about doing Infuse, you ought to. Uh, Go to jimweidman.com forward slash infuse forward slash check that out. And uh, the next group is starting in March 2017, but it'll fill up by the end of the year. So uh, get on there, and I'd love to have you a part of the Infuse family. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you. See you next month. Thanks for listening to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman. To continue the conversation online, go to kidmancoach.com and click on the club group. For more information about Jim, his blog, books, and resources, as well as his Infuse coaching program, go to jimweidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we're committed to building strong leaders.